Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. 
Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Broadcasting from the desert in the beautiful state of Arizona. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and this is the Secret Teachings Radio, streaming worldwide from the United States all the way to Australia, Japan, Europe, all over the world. The Secret Teachings broadcasts. And if you'd like to contact us, no matter where you are in the world, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. Find us on Gab and find us on Gitter. That's rdgable at yahoo.com and facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. If you missed any of our live shows or you want to re listen to an episode, you can find the free archive on the website. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info. If you click on the free archive, you'll find an embedded player where you can listen and stream all of the shows after they air. Underneath of that embed player will be an RSS feed that you can copy and plug into your podcast player, and that will pull up the show that way. There are also links on the page on the website to have access to all of the different platforms instead of typing the show name in to Apple or Google or Deezer or GeoSavant or any of the other podcast platforms, Podcast Addict, etc. You can just click the links. They're all right there on the website. Or you can just go the old-fashioned route of typing in the secret teachings on those platforms. And if you can't find the show, or if you have trouble getting the update, because a lot of the subscriptions that you might have had through Apple or any other podcast, those have been uh, halted because we switched and we had some technical uh, difficulties, some, some errors in switching over the RSS feed and redirecting it. So if you haven't seen the show for a while you haven't heard the show for a while, just type in the show again and it should update in your podcast player. Or again, it's all on the website for free. But if you'd like to get the advertisement-free version of the show so there's no advertisements at the beginning, end, or in the middle, you can subscribe to the archive so that you can log into the website. You'll find an embedded player. You'll also have a link to an RSS feed that will provide you with direct access to the ad-free show. So it's kind of like the free archive, but this RSS link is private, so you'll get access to the show, and you won't have to listen to those advertisements, but you'll also get more episodes of the show, very old episodes. You'll get all of our montages, and you'll get copies of my digital books. And those digital books are 5, 10, 15 bucks themselves so you're you're getting a pretty good deal in terms of the digital books the montages and the ad free archive and that is the primary way that we support this show www.thesecretteachings.info you'll also find my books the physical copies of those books and the digital copies if you'd like to buy them separately they're on the website they each have their own page with reviews you can read a little bit about the books 
also our affiliate sponsor, Pro One Water Filters. We want to thank all of you who have bought a water filter to support Pro One and to support The Secret Teachings. And our Patreon page, where you can find behind-the-scenes videos and more. And for those of you who are patrons of The Secret Teachings, stay in contact with me. Send me emails. Let me know what you want to hear on the show. I have some requests that I'm working on to build a show, some things that I don't necessarily know a lot about, so I'm building some shows around those requests. Just message me on Patreon. Let me know what you want to see. Let me know what you want to hear. If you missed last night's show, we discussed what I call mass formation hysteria. And this is just another name for mass formation psychosis. It's, it's Dr. Robert Malone going on Joe Rogan and saying mass formation psychosis and Everybody in media, alternative and mainstream, kind of devolving into this emotionally erratic and hysterical behavior over those three words. One side says it exists, the other side says it doesn't exist. The hysteria that those three words created. And the media that has once again set the public and other media outlets into a collision course with one another over their respective ideologies over the existence of such a state of disassociation, such as mass formation psychosis, which is why I call it mass formation hysteria. While the right is busy trying to prove that mass formation psychosis exists, The left is in outright denial because the mainstream media has launched an all-out assault on those three words. Both sides of the argument seem to be suffering from some form of paranoia or delusion, at the very least a frenzied state of psychological presence. And this is what we were talking about in great detail last night. I'm not supporting anybody, any side, any political point of view, because this goes deeper than politics. And it goes deeper than psychology, for that matter. I mean, it's really astounding how those who are so adamant about psychology and so adamant about science can be so dismissive of something like mob psychology or group collective behavior. And maybe that's the point, because within their cultish view of the world, it's hard to see that they lack the ability to be individuals who think freely and for themselves. I mean, after all, that would take responsibility And it would mean that you have to be an adult. It's much easier to see things that sound good, uh, that that, that make no sense. To to, to say things, to express things that sound good, just rhetoric. But they don't really make any sense. To to take money from social programs and contribute nothing back to society. I mean, it's easier to live this way. It's easier to just not be responsible, right? I mean, these are the same people who declare that scientific exploration, or at least science in quotations itself, is real. Uh, that's akin to saying that a microscope is real. And then putting a sign out in your yard that says microscopes are real. Hashtag. I mean, these are the same people who question no authoritative source of science, but reject some by choice when the data doesn't align with their preformed views of reality. Science is real, whatever that means. But men can have babies, and methane and chemical pollution don't affect the planet like CO2, and chemicals are sustainable, as are genetically modified plants that multinational biotechnology companies own. But you hate big corporations. But then you fight alongside them and big banks for some kind of ill-conceived social justice. And in psychological terms, mass hysteria cannot exist, especially when one is suffering from it. And this collection of cognitive dissonance, 
minds that live by the appeal to authority fallacy, etc., is now called scientific rationale, where any opposition, even if it is purely political, is considered pseudoscience. Any question, any disagreement, direct or implied, even if it's an honest question, is met with hostility and rejection, just as a cult member reacts to the outside world. Scientific rationale is also part of a new psychological paradigm called postmodernism. This rejects logic. This rejects reason. And all other things based on fact, and instead accepts a strictly skeptical, materialistic, and material five-sense-based scientific model or mindset. And the question then becomes, how can this be scientific in any way, shape, or form? How can scientific rationale and postmodernism be scientific when it rejects reason, when it rejects logic, when it rejects facts? Because it's more about psychology than it is about science. In fact, it's the antithesis of science. It's the very opposite of science in every way, shape, and form. It's only asking and demanding that opponents of the ideology believe in that which they can see, a strict crystallized materiality, especially one that is adaptable and changes by the day. And this is interesting in of itself because what it does is suggests that although science is never changing in its authority, science is just a method of observation, the data that it has is constantly changing despite the declared observation of nature as a static world. In other words, nature doesn't change, but our understanding of nature changes. And that understanding is derived from the scientific process, which is neutral, but utilized in a way that often drives out-of-context data, cherry-picked data, and misunderstood data through human emotion. So sure, science is real, but it's not ever-changing. Our observations are ever-changing, and therefore the data is ever-changing. It is our views that change, not the science, not the scientific world. Our views, our understanding, our, our choice to take information for what it is, neutrally speaking, or to use it in a positive or a negative way, to use it to deceive, to mislead, etc., etc., etc. Science is static. What we ultimately determine, determine to be facts sometimes aren't facts, but a lot of times those facts are also static. It's, it's just information. It, it, it's just data. But our view of it can change. Our views change, not the scientific world. It is our process that is adapted to understanding the way the world changes, not the world itself. Yet some declare that not only is science the science, but that it cannot change, despite simultaneously saying, when one is prompted with information proving that they are incorrect, that science, uh, science changes, that it's just science. How can science be science and not change, but yet simultaneously science also becomes so adaptable? I, I was reading this article last night from the New York Times and it says, the CDC's new challenge, grappling with imperfect science. And it talks about how, because of the new Omicron variant, the CDC is being pushed into, quote, uncharted territory. It says, because decisions must be made at a breakneck pace, the agency has issued recommendations based on what once would have been considered insufficient evidence. Amid growing public concern about how these guidelines affect the economy and education. 
The agency's director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, has sometimes skipped much of the traditional scientific review process, most recently in shortening the isolation period for infected Americans. I mean, that's the New York Times. That's the CDC. That's one of the goddesses or the priestesses of the scientific cult. And they're just openly skipping the scientific process. They're openly acknowledging science changes. Well, science doesn't change. It's that you were wrong. And now because you're you're wrong and people know that you were wrong, you're saying, well, the science is changing, so we're still right, still follow the science, even if we're not following the typical protocol to determine, based on science, what is accurate and what is not accurate. And in this way, some people might disagree with me, but in this way, scientific rationale, which is what you could classify this as, can be defined as materialistic science or a form of Satanism because it is the worship of materiality. It is unreasonable. It is irrational. It is dangerous. It is destructive. It is paranoia. It is delusion. It is hysteria. It is frenzy. It is all the things that we talked about last night in regards to mass formation hysteria. That's what scientific rationale ultimately is. It is a form of materialist science. It is a form of Satanism. Now, the reason I bring this up is because there's been a lot of talk about something called an after-school Satan club. This after-school Satan club is supposedly meeting in Illinois at an elementary school. And the USA Today, among a handful of other news publications, decided to fact-check whether or not there really was a Satan club meeting at an Illinois elementary school as an after-school club. And here's what the USA Today said about the Satan club. Based on our research, we rate true that an image shows a flyer for an after-school Satan club that operates at Jane Addams Elementary School in Moline, Illinois. News outlets first reported the ideas for such groups in 2016, and the moline Coal Valley School District and Board of Education approved the creation of the club on January 10th. While local news reported that many Moline parents were unhappy with the existence of the Satan Club, approved by the Moline Coal Valley School District and Board of Education on January 10th, a statement from the district explained that approving the club or approving the group followed district policy. Here's what they said, quote, The district does not discriminate against any groups who wish to rent our facilities, including religious-affiliated groups. The district said this in a statement to local TV station KW, and I believe it's an OC, it could be a QC, KWQC. Religiously affiliated groups are among those allowed to rent our facilities for a fee. The district has in the past approved these types of groups, one example being the Good News Club, which is an after-school child evangelism fellowship group. Flyers and promotional material for these types of groups are approved for lobby, posting, or display only, and not for mass distribution. So this is an after-school Satan club. And here's where I tend to diverge from the typical right-wing Christian, from the typical the devil is everywhere Christian. If somebody wants to have an after-school Satan club, and that is their religion, then they have a right to have an after-school Satan club. The problem is, What exactly is the definition of Satan in relationship to this after-school Satan club? 
To me, that's more important than just saying, because it's called Satan Club, that it's evil, that they worship the devil. According to the Satanic Temple's website, so the Satanic Temple is back involved in this, the clubs are open environments that also welcome parents to participate. The Satanic Temple also does not believe in a supernatural figure equal or similar to Christian definitions of Satan. Rather, according to the Washington Post, the Satanic Temple, quote, rejects all form of supernaturalism, end quote, and instead promotes, get ready for it, scientific rationality. So the Satanic Temple says that we do not believe in supernaturalism at all. We don't believe in the devil. We don't believe in Satan. We don't believe in a supernatural opposition to Jesus or to God. We believe in scientific rationality. Now, we know scientific rationality can be defined as material science. Material science in and of itself is a form of Satanism because it is a worship of the Satanic world, of the Saturnistic world, which is materiality. It's not that materiality is evil. It's that when one loses themselves in materiality, in the pleasures of life, They disconnect from source, they disconnect from spirit, and they become crystallized in the material, corporeal sphere. That's why I I wrote a book called The Technological Elixir, because the technological elixir promises us to have everlasting life, exactly what we are promised through various world religions. Everlasting life in a spiritual sense. This promises us everlasting life in a technological and mechanical and material sense. And of course, if you connect yourselves literally or figuratively with machines, with with drugs and with wires, and even if it's the philosophy of connecting oneself to technology and immersing yourself in, in Web3 and the metaverse, you might extend physical existence, but you're also extending spiritual death. Because physical life is spiritual death in a sense that the spirit is confined to the physical body to experience the material world. So extending that experience in the material world is extending the spirit's isolation in the coffin or the, or the husk that is the human body. Extended immersive reality is extended physical life, which is extended spiritual death. And those that practice and preach this, they might be called Satanists by Christians, but I don't agree with the same definition that Christians use. I would consider this to be satanic as well, but I don't consider it to be satanic from a Christian point of view. I consider it to be satanic from a symbolic and metaphoric point of view that relates to materiality as the domain of Satan or Saturn or Kronos, time, the god of time. And what we have have now classified culturally as the science, which is rational, yet scientific rationale, Materialist science rejects the supernatural while proposing an equally supernatural form of technology and man-made things that can provide us with the same kind of supernatural eternal life that spiritual uh, gods, goddesses, uh, Jesus-like characters promise us through dedication and faith. 
scientific rationality is basically the, the opposition, the antithesis of religion, which in and of itself makes it a religion. Scientific rationale, material science, Satanism is a religion. Whether they believe in a supernatural being or not is irrelevant. It doesn't matter. And see, here's the thing is, I, I don't think that the Satanic Temple and that a lot of people that say that they're Satanists are really Satanists. I think that they're looking for an answer, and they don't find it in traditional religion, so they turn to something else. They turn to the Satanic Temple. Scientific rationality is the new calling card of the Satanic Temple. And although many reject the Satanic Temple on the grounds that it is diabolically evil, the reality seems instead to be that the ideology at its core is concerned with materialism and shock value. In other words, it's a sort of unvirtuous satanic signaling. Look at me, I'm a Satanist. I don't believe in anything. And still, materialism is in essence a belief in the devil. All things associated in popular culture with such a character are making their way into popular culture as well as private culture now. And the idea of the devil, as we know the devil, people think it's a fun thing, but the devil is, of course, evil, E-V-I-L, which is an inversion of living. And if you take the spirit and you immerse it in physicality, it is spiritual death. Physically extending that life in an artificial form of everlasting life, a synthetic form of everlasting life, is extending the death of the spirit. And to extend the death of the spirit is to extinguish life in the universal uh, divine sense, which is to extinguish life in that sense, a form of evil because it is the opposite and inversion of living, L-I-V-E. And now we see the devil making his way into movies and sh- TV shows and books that are that are that abound about blood drinking and cannibalism, invoking demons and glorifying vampires, and celebrities drinking each other's blood as something probably more than a publicity stunt. I want to tell you a little bit more about that celebrity vampirism coming up in the next segment. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. www.thesecretteachings.info. Stay with us. There's a lot more after this. rdgable at yahoo.com. We'll be back. It's the month of Janus and the year of the tiger, 2022. Here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is The Secret Teachings Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the name and start listening today for free. But if you want to avoid those annoying ads, head on over to thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to the ad-free archive. It's got old shows, new shows, and you can also download Ryan's digital books. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? The end of the world? If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of my research in your hands, visit our website and grab physical and digital copies of my books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, theology, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. And food philosophy might just change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Remember, shipping is always included with the books. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and get your copy today. The Secret Teachings is now on Gab and Getter. Search Ryan Gable on both to find the show or stick with The Secret Teachings in the Metaverse. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. 
Did you hear that scientists recently discovered radio waves coming from Proxima Centauri? Well, I cannot confirm nor deny we are broadcasting from that neck of the woods. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. Are you intrigued by Paranormal Talk Radio? You'll love the new Paranormal Radio app from TalkStream Live. You'll find a great selection of talk shows covering UFOs, ghosts, strange phenomena, and much more. Download the Paranormal Radio app now and start listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk entertainment, including the network you're listening to right now. The Paranormal Radio app, free in Google Play and the iOS App Store. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with your host, Ryan Gable. Do you have everything you need to explore The Secret Teachings? I've got my secret socks on and my secret TV and my secret TV channel. Looks like SpongeBob's ready. Are you? Hey, this is Charlie Robinson, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. This is David Icke from DavidIcke.com, author of The Phantom Self and The Perception Deception, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. So scientific rationality is the new calling card of the satanic temple. A lot of people reject the satanic temple and reject Satanism by any definition on the grounds that it is innately and diabolically evil. And the reality seems instead to be that the ideology at the core of this belief system, which is very scattered and kind of ambiguous, it's concerned with materialism and shock value. I'm a Satanist. And I guess people are supposed to say, oh, that's cool. Uh, people wear shirts with goat heads on them and Ouija boards and, you know, always that black shirt with the white ink. And they, they act like they're real cool because they dress in dark. And it's like punk rockers or something. I mean, that's basically what, what, what these Satanists are. They're, they're not really Satanists, but they, they think that they are. Because they think that that separates them from others because religion otherwise has failed them. And when it wasn't religion that failed them, it was man's corruption of religion or spirituality that failed those individuals and who, who relied you know, on institutions rather than on you know, individual faith. It relied on the same institutions that establish temples like ST, uh, that establish ideologies like scientific rationality. In other words, Satanism today is a form of unvirtuous signaling or unholy, or infernal virtue signaling. And still, materialism itself is, in essence, a belief in the devil. Because if you extend life artificially, synthetically, in the physical body, what I call the technological elixir, I wrote a whole book about it. It's on the website at thesecretteachings.info. That's the only place you can get it, thesecretteachings.info. It's the technological elixir. Extending physical life artificially and synthetically is extending spiritual death. And that's why a belief in materialism and a belief that scientific rationality can provide us with everlasting life, the opposition 
to that which is divine and holy that promises us everlasting life in a spiritual form, then the devil, which is an inversion of living or lived, manifests as the character at the core of that belief system. The essence at the core of that belief system because the devil is the opposition of living, right? So if you live, L-I-V-E, you reverse it, you are evil. And now all things associated in popular culture uh, with such a character are making their way into private culture. Television shows, movies, and books abound. They're countless about invoking demons, about cannibalism, about drinking blood, and about glorifying vampires and zombies for that matter. And the intended audiences also seem to be getting younger. I mean, while the youth are taught how to summon demons with a children's book of demons, that's a real thing, a children's book of demons, or they're being taught in school to chant the name of an Aztec god of human sacrifice and illusion, Tezcatlipoca, in California, when they could be chanting Quetzalcoatl, why is it Tezcatlipoca? Why is it the opposition to Quetzalcoatl? Why, why are they chanting uh, the, the opposition, the antithesis, the, uh, in, in effect, the Aztec devil instead of the Aztec god? Why choose that character? Is that, is that just another fun thing? Well, we don't like good. We, we like to be bad. So we chose the Aztec devil instead of the Aztec god. Because Quetz, uh, Quetzalcoatl, keeps stumbling on his name, Quetzalcoatl, the, the plum serpent, teaches you things. Why wouldn't that be a better god to chant? in California schools. And see, this is the problem. If I say Quetzalcoatl, and see, this is the problem. If I say Quetzalcoatl, or the plum serpent, and yeah, I'm sure there's a thousand other ways to pronounce it, but if I say Quetzalcoatl, what happens is people say, oh yeah, that's, that's also the, that's an evil god. It's not an evil god. The plum serpent is akin to Christ. He promised to return he promised to, 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 to return to save his people. He was dressed in white robes. I mean, he's essentially a, a grandmaster, a, a grand magician. He is the savior. A Quetzalcoatl is Jesus Christ, essentially. It's the archetype of the, of the savior. And Tezcatlipoca is the devil, the archetype of the devil. So why not chant Quetzalcoatl rather than Tezcatlipoca? So while children are chanting the name of this God of human sacrifice and illusion, and reading books like a children's book to demons, and being introduced to drag queen story time, and introduced to homosexual pornography in schools in Texas, adults are being entertained by celebrities playing the part of a vampire or zombie in a movie or a television show, or in real life, as a lot of celebrities have worn or consumed the blood of their partner in what seems to be more than just a simple publicity stunt. And then you have others, people like Peter Thiel, that are cautious but public about their interest in using the blood of young people for their own regenerative processes. Then you have people like Jeffrey Epstein using young women as breeders to create a genetically superior race of his own kind. This is what the elites, or the so-called elites, This is what the powerful, wealthy people that perceptually run our world are honestly and truly interested in. That's why they mock the supernatural, because they themselves are deriving power from the supernatural. And to mock it and to criticize it 
is to discredit it in the minds of the public. So you don't look to the supernatural, whether that's satanic or it's divine, for that same kind of power. And see, divine power from God is a little bit more difficult to acquire because it takes time, it takes faith, it takes dedication, it takes virtue. But to discredit that in the minds of the public who are already concerned about demonic influences is to disconnect the public from source. And then the scientists and the engineers and the philosophers and the, the technicians and the, and, the, and the computer builders and the, and, and the people that work on the new technologies, they all instead focus their attention on that which gives them things now. Wealth fame, new technologies, etc. They become the governors, the pharaohs, and their priests of the material world. They run this world. So yes, of course this world is Satan's world in that regard. Of course the elite practice a religion of Satanism. But see, I think when people say, well, the elite are Satanists and they, they drink blood... I don't believe that from the standpoint of a Christian. That's why I don't get along with conservative Christians either because I don't believe that it's a religion of Satanism. It's a religion of scientific rationality. It's a religion of scientism. It's a religion of transhumanism. The promise that one can obtain everlasting life through these technological material means. That is satanic by a symbolic association with these archetypes and characters, but I do believe that these people are also attaching themselves to something that is otherworldly in order to obtain power, and in attaching themselves to it, they allow it to attach itself to them and work through them. And perhaps this is a psychological explanation to wave away ills of the world by blaming it on supernatural things I don't believe that either. I don't think it's across the board. I think some work to discredit and demean interest in the supernatural so that they can invest in the supernatural and obtain that which the supernatural will give them in exchange for something else like the Faustian deal. And groups like the Satanic Temple, in my opinion, are just totally and absolutely pathetic. Totally and absolutely just saddening. Because you look at these people and you know that they're not actually Satanists. They just think that they are. It's real cool. You know, they're like the people on top of the building in Independence Day. They're welcoming the aliens. They don't know anything about the aliens, but they're welcoming the aliens. And they think the blue light is really, really pretty until it levels New York City. It's a really, really pretty light. It's really, really cool technology. And, and we just we hope they bring back Elvis. And see, it's the same archetype. It's the same deal. Whether you're talking about aliens or demons or whatever it is, making a deal with something you don't understand, invo- I mean, invoking things you don't understand. Look at all the celebrities now. I mean, Demi Lovato interviewing Stephen Greer, and, and, and they're talking about how you can summon aliens and use laser beams to, to connect with the other world. You know, connect with those, those ships 
that might be light vehicles or maybe they're nuts and bolts, but they could be light vehicles. They could be aliens themselves. Connect with them, shine laser beams, call them in, chant, invoke. I don't see why people can't recognize how dangerous that is. Because essentially, effectively, what you're doing is you're calling in the forces of chaos and you're doing it for fun. It's worse than making a deal in the Faustian sense. You're not even making a deal for something. You're not making a deal because you want to acquire money or you want to acquire fame or you want to acquire you know, the scarlet woman, that perfect partner, sex partner, whatever. You're calling in things. You're invoking things because it's fun. Because, oh, look, there's lights in the sky. That's cool. Let's shine a laser beam. Hey, come down here and talk to me. I mean, I think Jesus said it best if he actually said this, right? He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And my God, they do not know what they do. They do it for fun. That's why you have books like Magic for the Resistance, teaching people how to use magic to bind political opponents because you don't like what they say, so you use magic to bind them. That's what scientific rationale does. You don't like the opponents? You, you, just, you say that they're quacks, that their science doesn't exist. Only your science exists. Believe in the science, and the science is ever-changing because Although science is a practice, science has also been associated with factual, authoritative information. So if it is science that says it, it must be real. Even if science is changing based on those who do the investigation, based on the method that is used, and for that matter, the lack of method that is used. In the case of the CDC and the New York Times, it just publicly says now, that Rochelle Walensky, the CDC's director, quote, has sometimes skipped much of the traditional scientific review process. So it isn't even scientific anymore. It's just openly, publicly, the opposite of science. It's just opinion that is promoted, that is packaged, and that is sold as scientific factualism. Otherwise, scientific rationality, which is what the Satanic Temple says, is at the core of what they believe. So in Illinois, there's an after-school Satan club, and the Satanic Temple says, we reject supernaturalism, and instead we promote scientific rationality. That's what the Satan clubs are all about. But is that the same scientific rationality that says men can have babies? Is that the same scientific rationality that says we don't like corporations and banks, but we support them to fight for social justice? We don't like corporations, and we don't like pollution, but we support major corporations that pollute collectively more than the entirety of of the U.S. population and the entirety of the world combined in a year. Just a handful of companies are responsible for all the greenhouse gas emissions in the world, and just a small number of companies are responsible for virtually all of the chemical pollution in the world. So how can you support them, believe in the environment, and believe in science? It doesn't make any sense. It's cognitive dissonance of the extreme. But maybe that doesn't necessarily matter because that's not the point. The point is the belief. The point isn't even in the title of the belief. The point is the belief. And the belief is in that which gives you power. And the belief can change at a moment's notice. And whether you believe it or not, you don't have to believe it. But there are people, there are people that you know, 
There are people that are household names. There are people that you know of uh, that are, you know, powerful people in the world, religious leaders, political leaders, etc. And they believe in discrediting and quieting interest in the supernatural, including discrediting and demeaning and degrading a belief in a good God. While those people are already afraid of the opposition to that and that of a devil, while they go to the devil and they request power, wealth, fame, talent, etc. in exchange for their soul. And that's why they want to artificially and synthetically extend material life because they know that their soul is already dead and when they die, there is no spiritual eternal life. There's only damnation. So they wish to take the world down with them and they offer what they themselves have received from the supernatural in order to make their decline more comfortable and in order to exchange the souls of others for the extended material life of themselves that otherwise has deteriorated and the bank is recalling its loan. The bank wants the money back. The devil wants the soul. So they work to bring other souls to the devil so that they can feel empowered and so that they can live just a little bit longer. There's a story all over the news right now People Magazine, you've probably heard it on radio. Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly are engaged, and they sealed their union by drinking each other's blood. Megan Fox wrote that we asked for magic in July of 2020 when we sat under and we fell in love underneath of a banyan tree. We wanted magic. A year later, he asked me to marry him, she says, and, quote, I said yes, and then we drank each other's blood on January 11th, 2022. Megan Fox received an emerald and diamond engagement ring. The emerald is her birthstone. The diamond is his birthstone. She talks about how they are twin flames. And for the average person who loves the celebrity, perhaps they gloss over the part about drinking the blood. Perhaps they think it is just symbolic. I mean, they're twin flames. It's a magical connection. It's magnetic. Maybe some people are looking at it and thinking, well, that's a little bit odd. Why would they drink each other's blood? And I mean, in all actuality, it wasn't like, you know, they cut each other open probably and poured their blood into like a chalice and, and drank, you know, like a milk carton full of it. Those little tiny milk cartons you get for lunch. I don't know how big those things are, but it's not like they drank that. Is that like a quart? They, they probably just took like a taste of each other's blood. But nevertheless, that might make people feel a little bit weird. Why would they do that? On Valentine's Day of 2021, Fox also gifted... Baker, I guess this is this guy's real name, uh, Handgun Kelly, whatever his name is. She gifted <laughs> she gifted him a necklace with a drop of her own blood in it, which Handgun Kelly then memorialized with a creative Instagram caption: "I wear your blood around my neck." Quote unquote. 
Again, maybe you think, well, it's just a one-time thing, some celebrities looking for publicity, but it's not. It's a common thing that celebrities do. In fact, Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton did the same thing. They wore necklaces with vials of each other's blood during their three-year marriage from 2000 to 2003. So this isn't new. The action of it, nor is the act itself of wearing a specific kind of, of, of necklace, some kind of thing with the blood of your partner in it, because this happened in 2000 with some celebrities, Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton, and it happened in 2021, 2022 with Megan Fox and, and Handgun Kelly, whatever his name is. Also, Courtney Kardashian and her fiancé, Travis Barker, posted cryptic photos of their medical-grade blood vials, one labeled with Barker's name, to their Instagram stories in 2021. Kardashian, Courtney Kardashian, posted it several times last year. And an Italian actress, an Italian-American actress named Julia Fox, a different Fox, put together an art show that she called Rest in Peace Julia Fox, which featured panels of silk that she painted with a syringe filled with her own blood. So what the hell is going on here? You've got people like Kourtney Kardashian. You've got actresses. Billy Bob Thornton, Angelina Jolie, actors and actresses. You've got Megan Fox. You've got musicians or whatever. I don't know if this guy's a musician, whatever the hell he is, a machine gun Kelly. And they're all doing the same thing. I mean, once again, the question I always ask when we examine music videos and we see the same imagery, whether it's country music, rock, it's a mixture of like pop and rock, pop and rap, whatever it is, you always see the same imagery and you wonder, why are they all making a deal with the devil? Are relationships in Hollywood that bad that they have to express them in every single song, every album, in the exact same way that every other celebrity does. A deal with the real devil or with a demon. Whether it's, whether it's Billie Eilish's uh, Bury a Friend, where she's talking to the demon ball, or it's the song that she did about wearing a crown, where she is the demon ball, as depicted in Colin DePlancy's Dictionary Infernal, or it's Avril Lavigne, and I fell in love with the devil, or it's the deals made that Taylor Swift, uh, you know, when she she splits personalities in in Look What You Made Me Do, um, I think that was the name of the song. Look What You Made Me Do. It's it's the same theme and image. Why is it the same thing thing? The same theme, the same image, the same symbol, the same archetype, the same metaphor, over and over and over and over and over again. Why? Because it has meaning. It has purpose. It has meaning and purpose if not to you, to the people that are doing it. So whether it's Megan Fox and Handgun Kelly exchanging a necklace with her blood in 2021, or it's drinking each other's blood when they got engaged, or it's Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton also exchanging necklaces with vials of their blood in 2000 when they got married, or 2000 to 2003 during their marriage, or it's Kourtney Kardashian and Travis uh, Barker I think he's a rock star or something. Or it's the actress Julia Fox who actually created art called Rest in Peace Julia when uh, you know she, she basically took a syringe of her own blood. I don't know if she just stuck that in her arm and pulled some blood out and then just poured it onto panels of silk. 
And, and you know, you look at these, they're, they're very disturbing. I mean, it's basically, it's like pornographic, necrophilic, uh, it's evil. Let's put it that way. There isn't an, another way to explain it. And then you get people that are like, oh, no, it's not evil. See, it's, it's expressing emotions, and it's all about art. Really, is that the same kind of art that Marina Abramovic was, was involved in and that she produced? You, you mean at the uh, Vaudermill Center in 2013 where her and Lady Gaga and, and a number of others got together around a woman in a bathtub in a pool of blood, and they were drinking the blood? I mean, it wasn't supposed to be real blood, but it was representative of real blood. And the whole event was, was termed the devil's heaven. Is, is that the same Marina Abramovic, the same art that you're talking about? Is that the same Marina Abramovic involved with John and Tony Podesta and the spirit cooking rituals where she used a pig's blood and she used things like semen and milk to feed the spirits? Because you know what blood, semen, and milk are? Blood is the life force, semen is the life seed, and milk is the life-sustaining substance. So you plant the seed with the semen, you give life with the blood, and then you feed and nurture the spirit, the changeling, the little child, the otherworldly thing, the homunculi, the little golem that you bring to life that she paints in the video with blood and semen and milk, you feed it with that milk. I mean, this Marina Abramovic, who consults with big-time celebrities and consults with politicians, and she's also had this, this digital art exhibit where you don't actually get to take anything home. You just pay her a bunch of money to put on VR goggles and see her as a, as a digital demon, I guess. Is that the same art? See, I think we have to recognize a banana taped to a wall is not art. And drinking the blood of a woman in a bathtub is not art. These are rituals and ceremonies that the public wouldn't even see had these images not been widely distributed as a result of social media and even mainstream media promulgating intentionally a narrative about things like Pizzagate in order to discredit those images and the involvement of powerful politicians and celebrities, etc. It's all about narrative control and psychology. So they acknowledge, yes, this is real, but it's also fake because Pizzagate's not real. It didn't happen. There's no such thing. But there's still Lady Gaga and Marina Abramovic at the devil's heaven. And there's still the emails about Abramovic and Tony Podesta and John Podesta. And, and, and you still have Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton and Megan Fox and Handgun Kelly. And you still have, and I'm saying that intentionally as a joke, but you know, you have, you have uh, these, this other actress, Julia Fox, and you have a bunch of people, Courtney uh, Kardashian's another one. And, and, and they are, are celebrities. They are powerful in the public sense. I mean, it's just like Demi Lovato summoning aliens with, with Stephen Greer. I mean, Marina Abramovic is a consultant for these political elite. Whether it's spirit cooking, you know, which is derived from an unholy version of the Eucharist derived by Aleister Crowley, part of the religion of Thelma. It's the idea that you can literally invoke and manifest spirits or 
other entities, little things, little people, homunculi, and control them. That's what they're doing. And, and you see that, you know, the, the devil's heaven, that event that Gaga and, and Bramovic were at, that's been reproduced in uh, the 3AM song by Eminem where he's taking a bloodbath. It's produced, uh, reproduced partly in uh, the Cannibal song by Katy Perry, Bon Appetit. I mean, why do you see this over and over and over and over and over again? It's the same images, it's the same archetypes, it's the same ideas. It's promoting blood drinking, cannibalism, the invocation of demons, and the glorification of zombies or vampires, more specifically. And the intended audiences are just getting younger and younger and younger. There's a children's book on how to summon demons. Rather than teaching kids about the life-giving, the nourishing, and and the teaching qualities of, of Quetzalcoatl, the plum serpent, they're teaching kids how to chant Tezcatlipoca, the god of human sacrifice and illusion. And you have kids that are being shown pornography, which of any kind would be morally reprehensible. That's being shown to kids in schools in Texas and other places. And not only is it pornography, it's homosexual pornography, which is even weirder. I mean, if you're going to corrupt the minds of the youth, why not just show them a playboy? Why does it have to be homosexual pornography? Kids shouldn't be shown either of those types of pornography. And these aren't like 15-year-olds. These are like younger kids. And then you've got drag queen story time with convicted pedophiles that are teaching kids how to bounce on the lap of convicted pedophiles. Why? Because the children are the future. The children are the youth that, if corruptible, just like a cigarette company or a drug company or a cereal company, if you can get the children when they're young, they become lifelong purchasers of those products, supporters of those products, brand recognition. If you get children to make the brand identification with this energy, with this force, they become adherents to the religion, a religion that is now practiced out in the open publicly. Where more and more we're hearing about celebrities, whether they're involved in summoning aliens, and not even for a reason, just to do it. You know, at, 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 least, at least Faust had a reason to make a deal with the devil. You know, at least in all the stories, there, there were reasons, power, fame, you know, some kind of, you, you wanted some kind of, of talent, something. Now they're just like, ah, well, they're aliens. Let's just summon them. They're cool. They're not demons. They're not fairies. They're nothing else. They're nothing spiritual. They're just aliens. They can give us things. I mean, that is just so incredibly dangerous that there really isn't a word in the English language to express how dangerous that is because it's not just mad it's not just insane it's it's beyond comprehension it's beyond expression so why do you have celebrities that are doing this you have celebrities that are doing this for things that are far beyond publicity reasons they're doing it because there's a power to it whether you believe it or not they believe it It is the Bloody Valentine. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. www.thesecretteachings.info There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. Into the hour uh, hour number two, the next hour. White Bat Audio is the music. We'll be back. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. 
The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform, from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available is TST Weekends. Search the show name and start listening today for free. If you want to avoid those annoying ads, subscribe to our ad-free archive with our oldest shows, a private RSS feed, our montage archive, and Ryan's digital books. Visit thesecretteachings.info. People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, visit the website and grab a physical and digital copy of Ryan's books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, magic, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. And remember, shipping is always included. Some restrictions exist for international. Visit thesecretteachings.info. We must seize the means of production. Stop it, Vlad. You know the rule. No communism. Mama, if we just get rid of all these successful people, we'll finally be happy. No, honey, that just means we'll all be poor. Freedom-loving parents have long been left alone to shoulder the burden of educating their children and passing down a love of liberty. While there are a few books that teach these ideas to adults, there seem to be fewer that teach them to children. The Tuttle Twins series changes all of that, helping parents convey the principles of freedom to their kids in a fun way. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate link for the Tuttle Twins to get your curriculum and books today so that you can educate yourself and your children on how to adhere to the principles of liberty for all people. So if you have offspring and don't want them supporting socialism, then click the link and order the Tuttle Twins books today. Stalin has no stunning new achievements unless you consider killing millions of innocent people an achievement. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of the Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. I'm Clyde Lewis from Ground Zero Radio, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Hour number two. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. Check us out on Gab and Gitter. We've just started accounts there, so we're building an audience on Gab and Gitter. And if you missed any of our previous shows or you want to re-listen to those shows, you can find the free archive on the website with the embedded player at www.thesecretteachings.info. It's at the top left of the page. It'll also provide you on that page with an RSS feed that you can copy and paste and plug into your podcast player. You'll have links as well to all of the different platforms where the show is available. So you don't have to type in the show, but you can do that as well. Just type in the secret teachings and you should be able to pull the show up with all the updated episodes. They're updated daily. So if you don't see an update, you'll have to search the show again or just take that RSS feed and plug it directly into your podcast player or restart your app and it should update the feed. If you'd like the ad-free version of the show, you can subscribe to the Secret Teachings Archive on the website. You can subscribe monthly or yearly, or you can subscribe one time with a donation. All this information's on the site. You'll get access to an embedded player on the site to listen to all of the shows ad-free. And underneath of it, just like in the free archive, you'll find an RSS feed to plug in with no advertisements to your podcast player. You'll also get access to the Montage Archive. That's fun. And you'll get access to all of my books. And these are big books that cover a wide range of subjects. Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and the Technological Elixir. You can buy those books separately as well on the website. And you can also support us by becoming a patron over on Patreon for behind-the-scenes content. And Pro One Water Filters, our affiliate sponsor. There's a link to their website on our website at the slider bar, if you go to it, see Pro One Water Filters, click that link, and whatever you buy, we get a small percentage of that. So those are the ways to support the show and to listen to the show. And all of that information is at www.thesecretteachings.info. If you'd like to contact us again, the email is rdgable at yahoo.com. That's rdgable at yahoo.com. So if you missed last night's show, we discussed mass formation hysteria which is another name for mass formation psychosis, whatever you want to call it. The hysteria part refers to how the media and the public have once again set into a collision course with each other different ideologies over the existence of such a disassociation from reality. And while the right is busy trying to prove that this mass formation psychosis exists, the left is in outright denial because the mainstream media has launched this assault on those three words, mass formation psychosis. There's no such thing as that. And both sides of the argument seem to be suffering from some form of paranoia or delusion, at the very least a frenzied state of psychological presence, completely disconnected from reality. It's really astounding how those who are so adamant about science and psychology can be so dismissive of something like mob psychology or group collective behavior. It suddenly doesn't exist. We've never been at war with insert country name. We've always been at war with insert country name. This is the ministry of truth. This is the memory hole. This is what Winston did for a living in 1984. But that's really the point. With a cultish view of the world, it's hard to see that one lacks the ability to think freely and to think for themselves. I mean, otherwise, you have to take responsibility and be an adult, and that's much more difficult. 
I mean, these are the same people who declare that scientific exploration, or at least science itself, is real. I mean, that's akin to saying that microscopes are real and then putting that sign in your yard. This is the same ideology. I don't even want to say the same people. It's the same ideology that questions no authoritative source of science or medicine, but then rejects certain kinds, certain forums, certain people by choice when the data doesn't align with their preformed views of reality, meaning they're not really concerned with science. They're concerned with their echo chambers. So whatever science is, it's real, whatever that means. But, you know, men can still have babies. And methane and chemical pollution don't have the same effect as carbon dioxide. And chemicals are sustainable, and so are genetically modified plants. And although we hate big corporations, we support multinational biotechnology companies and banks. And in psychological terms, mass hysteria, that can't even exist, especially when you're suffering from it. And this collection of cognitive dissidents... Minds that live by the appeal to authority is now called scientific rationale, where any opposition, even if it's purely political, is considered pseudoscience. And any question or disagreement, direct or implied, is met with hostility and rejection just as cult members react to the outside world. I mean, scientific rationale is also part of a new scientific or psychological paradigm called postmodernism. And, the, and this, this postmodernist idea is, is, is incredible because it's supposedly based in, like, hard science right? Real science. But it rejects reason. It rejects logic. It rejects rationale. It's only rational by name. And it rejects all other things based on fact and instead accepts a strictly skeptical, materialistic, and materialistic five-sense-based scientific model and mindset. So the question is, how can this be scientific in any way, shape, or form? And in fact, It is not only a question of how can this be scientific. That's a reasonable, rational question to ask. It's the antithesis of science. It's the very opposite in all ways. It's only asking and demanding that opponents of a certain ideology, whatever that ideology is, believe in that which they can see, a strict, crystallized version of reality, especially one that changes and is very adaptable by the the second, by the minute, by the hour, by the day, by the week, by the month. This is interesting in and of itself because it suggests that although science is never changing in its authority, the data that it has is constantly changing despite the declared observation of nature as a static world. In other words, nature doesn't change, but our understanding of nature changes. And that understanding is derived from the scientific process, which is neutral, but utilized in a way that often drives out-of-context data, cherry-picked data, and misunderstood data through human emotion. So sure, science is real, but it's not ever-changing. Science can't change. Science is a process. Our observations are ever-changing. Our understandings are ever-changing, and therefore the data is ever-changing. It is our views that change, not the scientific world. It is our process that is adapted to understanding the way the world works, not the world itself that changes. Yet some declare that not only is science the science, but that it can't change, despite simultaneously saying, through an incredible form of cognitive dissonance, that when one is prompted with information proving that they are incorrect, that science suddenly changes, that's just how science works. So it's static, but it always changes based on the echo chamber and whether one is presented with information to the contrary of what they believe. Therefore, scientific rationale then can be defined as materialistic science or a form of Satanism. It is the worship of materiality. It is unreasonable, dangerous, destructive, and irrational. And this is why we call it satanic, because it is ultimately Saturnistic or Chronosistic. 
It is the God of time and material who forms the material world like Ta on a potter's wheel. It is Ta-ism, if you will. A belief that the material world is not only the only thing that exists, but it can provide us with the definitive answers to what life is without even exploring the unseen expressive energies that animate the physical world and creatures in the physical world. This physical, materialistic, scientific rationale promises us everlasting life in the physical world, which is everlasting damnation and death in the spiritual world. It is the antithesis, or the Antichrist, if you will, the antithesis of a faith-based belief that provides one with everlasting spiritual life. This is a faith-based belief in materialism and scientific rationale, which promises one an everlasting material life, which again is the extended immersion of the soul in a physical existence that is, in effect, a form of hellish torment, especially when it is drawn beyond, beyond its means. And this is what the Satanic Temple now is claiming as the reason, as the rationale for teaching Satanism to kids under the guise of what they call open environments where children can be taught in, quote, after-school Satan clubs. In fact, an Illinois elementary school has an after-school Satan club. Now, for me... If you're a Satanist, you have a right to practice Satanism so long as you do not harm other people. Most Satanists don't believe in murdering people. They don't believe in killing people. They believe in using symbols, momentum mori, that remind them of death, just like Freemasons do. And maybe that's why so many people are scared of Freemasons. But at least if you're a true Satanist, say that you're a true Satanist. Don't say that you're a Satanist, but Satanism really means, as the Satanic Temple says, Scientific rationality. The Satanic Temple does not believe in a supernatural figure, especially one equal or similar to Christian definitions of Satan. Rather, according to the Washington Post, the Satanic Temple rejects all forms of supernaturalism and instead promotes scientific rationality. And we know what scientific rationality is. But the importance of promising in parallel to the spiritual version, promising everlasting life in a physical sense, means that there has to be some form of communion that is taken in order to acquire that everlasting life. We consume the blood of Christ and we eat of his flesh. But in the materialistic view, there must be sacrifice, there must be blood drinking and the consumption of flesh in a more cannibalistic and vampiric way, both literal and energetic forms of flesh and blood consumption. And I think this is why Hollywood is absolutely obsessed with these types of images, with these types of things, of these types of ideas, blood drinking, cannibalism, invoking demons, glorifying vampires. I mean, what exactly is the reason behind all of this? Is it just fun and games? If it was just fun and games, you would think it would stop after a while. But I guess it's not. 
fun and games because it's in virtually every piece of entertainment that you see. It's in TV shows, it's in movies, it's in comic books, it's in kids' books. A children's book for demons of demons. They can learn how to summon demons. A children's book of demons teaches kids how to summon demons so they don't have to take the trash out. They don't have to be responsible. The demons will do it for them. Really, selling a kid's soul so they don't have to take the trash out? Is that really what the satanic cults have stooped to? You don't have to do your homework, Timmy. You can just sell your soul to a demon. The demon will do your homework for you. Let the demon inside of you. I mean, a lot of this stuff is tongue-in-cheek, let's be honest. A lot of this stuff is not satanic in the sense that it is some organized, oppressive opposition to Christianity or to religion in any form. But there certainly is a force or an energy that is using these symbols because they are, they are sacrilegious. They are, they are demeaning and degrading and, 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 and disturbing. But you've got an entire generation of people that grew up on things like Twilight and, 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 and vampires, you know, uh, and also a, a generation that grew up on, uh, heavily on the zombie theme, which is it's like all fun and comic books and The Walking Dead, but it's not just that. It's, it's literally vampires drinking blood and zombies eating human flesh. And there's another underlying current to that. It's not just sci-fi and fantasy. It's an unholy communion. It's drinking human blood and drinking human flesh to exchange the blood and the flesh for extended material life because when the magician, the black magician, when the dealer with the devil makes a deal and their soul becomes due, once that deal is fulfilled, they can extend the deal by murdering, killing, and destroying the innocent. By exchanging souls for their soul. Kind of like, you know, Jack Sparrow did in Pirates of the Caribbean. A hundred souls for his soul. Because his soul was due to be exchanged in the deal that he had made for worldly power. And I think that's why we are seeing younger and younger generations being assaulted by everything from teaching kids how to summon demons to chanting the name of Aztec gods of human sacrifice and illusion in school for inclusivity when if you really want to teach inclusivity, why don't you just chant the name of Quetzalcoatl? Quetzalcoatl brings people together. Quetzalcoatl teaches people things. It is school after all. Quetzalcoatl is the the plumbed white serpent. Quetzalcoatl is like Jesus, but then even Christians can't recognize that. They think anything Aztec is evil and demonic. And that's why I can't agree with Christians either. I can't agree with conservative Christians in particular because why not just chant Quetzalcoatl? Why not learn about the Aztec religion? They weren't all sacrificers of humans. They weren't all cutting the hearts out. And then you have celebrities. You don't just have Demi Lovato. You have a lot of celebrities that are involved in trying to summon aliens, whatever that's supposed to mean, where they're not even trying to, to, to find something of value in exchange. They're just doing it because it's cool. It's fun, right? And maybe it's all publicity. Maybe it's publicity. I mean, that would be pretty low publicity, but I mean, Jenny McCarthy is interviewing people like Corey Good, so... Maybe it's just publicity. But there are things I think are more than publicity. 
recently in the news, we saw that Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly were engaged after in 2020 asking for magic. That's a quote, we asked for magic. And then sealed their union in 2022 by drinking, quote, each other's blood. They believe that they are twin flames. Wonderful. What's the problem with that? They believe that they're, they're connected magnetically. Beautiful. What's the problem with that? And it's not like they poured out a, a, a pint or a quart of their blood and drank it, you know, bathed in it on social media, but they did drink the blood. It has the same intended effect. They exchanged the life force of each other, and they did it publicly in what amounts to a ritual. I mean, why not just do it privately? That seems like a really intimate thing. You know, if you're drinking each other's blood, and it's not even a kink. It's like we're drinking each other's blood because this gives us the magical power we need to have a good relationship. To me, that sounds more like a love spell. That doesn't sound like something that two people in love would do. They don't drink each other's blood. This isn't the Middle Ages, and this isn't a satanic cult in the Middle Ages, a bunch of witches living in a coven in the woods. These are people that are, like, very famous, I guess in some terms attractive, not to me, but some, like, very famous, attractive celebrities that are, in our culture, gods, and yet they're literally just drinking each other's blood. And it's not the first time it's happened. I mean, you have other stars that have done the exact same thing. If they haven't drank the blood, they've exchanged the blood. It looks like, in the case of... uh, Angelina Julie and Billy Bob Thornton, they wore necklaces of vials of each other's blood during their three-year marriage. And that blood in the vial, it kind of reminded me of something from like, from uh, the nun, you know, the, the blood of Christ that the Templars used to seal the hole or the pit that was opened up by the black magician who was sacrificing people to, to open up a portal to hell to summon demons. And the Templars storm in and they seal the crack, uh, the portal, the hole with a droplet of the blood of Christ. It looks like something like that. I mean, this is what the, I mean, Angelina Jolie, Billy Bob Thornton, these are very famous actors and actresses. And even for Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, these, these two have already exchanged things like this in the past. On Valentine's Day last year, Fox gave uh, Kelly, whatever his name is, Handgun Kelly, gave him a, uh, a, a necklace with a drop of her own blood in it. Exactly what Angelina Jolie did. I mean, so this can't be just a one-off. Courtney uh, Kardashian did the same thing with her boyfriend, her fiance, Travis uh, Barker. I mean, they had medical grade blood vials labeled with, with their names, and they posted this on Instagram. So, again, one is weird, two is really weird and strange, three is a pattern, folks. And then you have others like Julia Fox and Marina Abramovic, and they're all playing with blood. Lady Gaga playing with blood. Jay Z being counseled by Marina Abramovic and Hillary Clinton and John and Tony Podesta. And why do you think the Pizzagate thing became so big so fast? Because they had to use it to take control of the narrative to discredit what these people are actually doing. They are performing sacrilegious, infernal ceremonies and rituals to obtain worldly power, wealth, fame, and attractiveness. Things that are vain. Julia Fox is an Italian-American actress. She also had an art show called Rest in Peace, Julia Fox. And in that art show, she had panels of silk that she painted using a syringe filled with her own blood. And then, of course, there is the singer named Grimes, who is Claire Elise Bocher, 
I don't even know how to pronounce her name. And she's a, a very uh, popular artist, but kind of unknown. She's a, you know, a musician. She sings about invoking artificial intelligence and demons and things like that. Her images and her, her visuals and her songs are very similar to the productions of other pop stars. It's the same imagery. But in mid-2020, she debuted her first fine art show in two online exhibits. And the title of the show was called Selling Out. Of particular interest was a piece of art in the form of a legal document where Grimes was literally selling the document along with a percentage of her soul that she said she signed away. So let me get this straight. You have Grimes, who is, you know, for the most part, just like Julia Fox, kind of an unknown character. I mean, I'd think that Elon Musk's girlfriend is a little more famous than Julia Fox, but you have two people from two different parts that just completely different communities, different parts of the world. And yet they're doing the exact same thing. Art shows where they paint images in their own blood. Art shows where they sell documents that they signed away their soul on. I mean, if if I were a PR firm, I mean, I think I'm pretty bad at PR. My 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 uh, power, I guess, is just being honest, and that that's not a good thing when you're doing PR. You don't want to be honest. You got to spin things. But if I were a PR firm and I and I were working with these celebrities, the last thing in the world I would do. If Grimes was a client of mine or Julia Fox or Megan Fox, the last thing in the world I would do would be like, all right, well, let's tell people that you drank your boyfriend's blood. That'll really get the attention of the public and they'll really want to support you then. I mean, unless your audience is the the anti-Christian, anti-religious, atheist, anarchist group, and even then a lot of them are like, whoa, that's kind of strange. Why would you do that? If you're going to do that to each their own, do it in your bedroom, you know, do it under the banyan tree, whatever the hell they sat under, and, and keep it there. Don't post that to Instagram. Why would you do that? Why would Kourtney Kardashian do that? Why would Julia Fox do that? Why would Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton do that? Why would Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly do that? Why would Grimes do that? Why would Lady Gaga do that? Why would Eminem do that? Why do they all do the exact same thing? Because it's all part of the same standard textbook, playbook, ritual, ceremony that is prescribed as a means to obtain power, wealth, fame, and beauty in Hollywood, which is the Drudic magician's wand that casts a spell. That's why. But it goes beyond that because the blood drinking and the eating of flesh, the cannibalism, a lot of people say, well, that's just, that's a kink, right? That's just a kinky thing. How about this actor, Army Hammer? You ever heard of Army Hammer? This actor, Army Hammer, who's been accused of rape and assaulting women, a lot of different things. It's, it's all over, you know, the internet because it's more of like a, it's more of like a Me Too message, I guess. And Disney is catching a lot of flack because they're putting up billboards uh, for a movie that comes out in February called Death on the Nile. And this guy, Army Hammer, I thought it was Arm and Hammer. I thought it was like the baking soda. But Army Hammer is, uh, he's in this movie. And people are kind of upset about this because he was, uh, he's alleged to have raped a, a number of women. A number of people have come out and said that he's raped them, including his, his ex-girlfriend. And according to text messages that he sent to these women, he expressed his kinks. Now, here's my problem. If you send text messages to somebody and you have a sexual relationship with that somebody, unless that person did something real egregious to you, and even then, if those sexual kinks have nothing to do with what happened, then there's no reason to bring them up. 
unless your intention is to defame and to, to assassinate the character of the person. Now, if you were raped and he tried to eat your skin and tried to drink your blood, which maybe he did, then maybe those, those pieces of evidence could be entered into, you know, entered into evidence. According to Radar Online, a movie website, the actor was allegedly into rape fantasies. Um, I would like to, to name a girl who, who isn't and name a guy who hasn't thought about it, but you know, I tend to find men aren't as into that as women. Women tend to be into that. Let's be honest, okay? If you're being honest with yourself, a lot of women are into that kind of thing. But regardless of that, maybe you don't think that, maybe you're not into that. It really doesn't matter. This guy was into rape fantasies, BDSM, and enjoyed talking about cannibalism. Now, granted, I enjoy talking about cannibalism because I'm kind of fascinated with the idea of it. But I'm also not interested in eating other people, okay? So if this guy was interested in eating people and was interested in like extreme rape BDSM fantasies, it's a good bet. It's a healthy bet that this guy was into a lot more than just tying some girls up using a paddle, and forcing himself on them as part of a consensual form of sexual intercourse. It was likely what this guy was doing, and what he was interested in, was something a little bit more ritualistic. According to Jenny Nordback, who I guess is a dominatrix in Hollywood, she's helped a number of A-list actors explore their sexual fantasies, and she says that these kinks don't boil down to violence or literally wanting to eat someone, but they're kind of a radical intimacy. Maybe somebody needs to let Jenny Nordback know that although that is true in one sense and it's about trust and it's about intimacy, call it radical or not, it's also about power. It's also about obtaining more power, more wealth, more fame, and not with the individual you're having sex with. I mean, this this guy is like a case in the X-Files, literally involved in like cannibalism and drinking blood. That's a little bit different you know, than having a forced fantasy or wanting to tie somebody up, some BDSM. And for that matter, I think the whole population of the world is into BDSM because people can't take off their masks to communicate anymore. It's cultural BDSM. So this guy's into cannibalism. This guy's into drinking blood. And and so you might think, well, this guy's a piece of trash. He raped some women. He had rape fantasies. He was into cannibalism. Really? Because... If you're a celebrity and you, and you choose to go the scientific route to indulge in those fantasies, you can just go to companies like Ambrosia and you can pay them $8,000 for a blood transfusion from a teenager into your body to fight the aging process. $8,000, that's all that it costs. And they got a bunch of high school kids lining up. This is back in 2017, this was first reported. A bunch of high school kids lining up for a cookie and a juice to exchange their blood to some Hollywood scum who are going to inject it into their body. In fact, uh, Peter Thiel, Peter Thiel, according to a number of articles in 2016, is, quote, very, very interested in young people's blood. Why? Because he's a vampire, folks. Vampires are real. They just don't exist like Nosferatu. They don't look like movie characters. Although, in a sense, they are movie characters because they're actors and actresses and very famous people that play parts. Of course, you had, you know, PepsiCo using aborted fetal cells in their Pepsi products. And that was considered to be totally just, there's no way that could happen. And then the Trump administration, one positive thing they did, they ended those fetal cell contracts. 
And then, of course, you had the company that is creating meat based on the DNA of celebrities. So you could eat Ellen DeGeneres. That's, that's a real thing. You could eat Ellen DeGeneres. She's one of the big celebrities on this website called Bite Labs. You could eat Ellen DeGeneres or any number of these other famous celebrities. That's kind of strange, isn't it? Why do you think that's a thing? Is the public also interested in indulging their Army Hammer fantasies? Is the public also interested in indulging their Megan Fox handgun Kelly fantasies? Or is it something else where the public is being led to believe that this is all a joke, it's all fun, it's all games, when in reality, it's a lot darker and there's a lot more energy and intentionality behind it? Because there's something working through these Hollywood elite and political elite And they're working into the general public to convince them and to draw them into the cult. Because, you know, isolation, covering the face, flogging yourself for the things that you've done, even though you didn't really do anything, you didn't wear your mask. All these things are the ways in which cults and initiation ceremonies into cults. This is how they operate. It's psychological, it's subconscious, and it's part of that mass formation hysteria that we talked about last night. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. www.thesecretteachings.info is the website. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. The Secret Teachings is finally available on nearly every podcast platform from Apple and Spreaker to Spotify and Podcast Addict. Also available as TST Weekends, our one-hour Saturday morning show. Search the show name and start listening today for free. And if you want to avoid those annoying ads, visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe to our ad-free archive with some of our older shows included. You'll get a private RSS feed and access to the Montage Archive and my digital books. Subscribe today or listen to the free show archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hold years of Ryan's research in your hands, grab a physical and digital copy of his books. Occult Arcana will introduce you to sacred myths, folklore, and alchemy. The technological elixir will take you from transhumanism and AI to black goo and UFOs. Food philosophy will change your mind about what we call food, germ theory, and geoengineering. Visit thesecretteachings.info. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on 24-7 with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. This is Michael Strange from Troubled Minds. You are listening to KTLK, The Fringe FM. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info 
People ask me all the time what they can do to take control of their lives when facing a daily onslaught of dis- and misinformation. I say take control of your body and mind with water filtration. Visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on our affiliate sponsor link with Pro One Water Filters at the top of the page to search for a water filter for the home, camping trip, and even the shower. They filter countless contaminants and make a wonderful gift for friends, family, and yourself. That's Pro One Water Filters at thesecretteachings.info. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hey there, this is Greg Carlwood of the Higher Side Chats, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. So a listener named Derek, the Night Stalker, most of you probably know Derek, he's been on the show before as a guest, he sent me a funny message today on Facebook about the Satanic Temple. It says, the Satanic Temple, it's a blue check mark, so we know it's the real Satanic Temple. It says, don't forget, at the Satanic Temple's SatanCon, masks and vax cards are required in order to attend. So if you're going to SatanCon 2022, don't forget your mask, because even Satan wears a mask, folks. Satan gets his vaccination, folks, and he gets his booster shots. I mean, why would Satanists who typically, like anarchists, reject all authority be very excited about wearing masks and injecting themselves with experimental mRNA shots? Probably because they're not actually opposed to authority. They love authority because they're weak and they find no other benefits in life except those that are perceptually provided by authorities that pat them on the head and tell them they're really good because they did what they were told to do. Satan will pat you on the head and say, good boy, good girl. What the hell is Satan Con? I mean, I think it's all right there in the name, Satan Con, just like UFO Con. UFO conferences, a lot of them are just cons. (laughs) UFO Con, Satan Con, you know, That's scientific rationalism, which is dangerous, irrational, emotionally unstable behavior. Scientific rationalism, I think, really is just mass psychosis. And it is the opposite of science and, and certainly the opposite of, of rationality. It, it, is, it is the antithesis of reason. But SatanCon is on, folks. If you want to go to SatanCon, it's on. If you don't want to go to SatanCon, you could always just stay home and turn on YouTube, and you could watch The Weeknd. Weeknd has a new song out called Sacrifice because they just can't think of anything new in Hollywood to do. The Weeknd has a new song out called Sacrifice where he literally goes through this process of uh, essentially selling his soul to the devil There's imagery in the song that references uh, Maria from the movie Metropolis. You got the robot, and you have this this imagery of the weekend being carried by people in black cloaks, being strapped to this contraption on stage, 
And uh, this person in red robes emerges from the black robes. I mean, this, this is the same imagery from Star Wars. These are like the, the guards of, of, of the Sith. And he goes up to the weekend and extracts something from his body, probably the, the soul. And as he extracts this thing from the body, again, probably the soul or the life force, suddenly the weekend is, is singing and very famous and, and popular. And he's also kind of chained to the microphone pole. And you can't see his physical body outside of his face. But when he takes off his gloves, you see that he is rotted and his flesh is falling off the bones, just like the the red-robed figure that approached him. And then you see the Sacrifice remix video. It's just about young people dancing and having fun. It's all just fun, right? Some of those aliens, that's fun. Some of those demons, that's fun. It's just fun. I mean, that's the scary thing. is, Folks, it isn't even about like summoning a demon for like, you know, I want knowledge to invent something that makes me wealthy and famous and powerful. And the demon says, okay, in exchange for your soul, you know, a million years of servitude, whatever. It's not even like I want to. I want to. Uh, in the in the TV show, American Horror Story. It's not like those two guys who made a deal with the devil. The devil gave them, you know, knowledge to build this big technological company in Silicon Valley, and in exchange, they can snort as much coke as they want, and they don't have any physical ramifications, and they can they get to bang Victoria's Secret models like on Thursdays or something. It's not even that. It's not like I want a Victoria's Secret model. I want a Playboy bunny. I want, you know, I want like uh, 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 I want a, a bunch of drugs and I want, you know, fame. And I, it's like, let's just do it because it's fun now. It's just dancing and just aliens. Give me those aliens, man. Give me those demons, man. I don't even get it now. There's not even a reason to it. It's just like literally selling your soul for nothing. You're being ripped off. I mean, you're being ripped off if you sell it for something, but selling it for nothing. Come on, at least get a Lamborghini out of it. At, at least get a trophy wife out of it. You're just selling your soul for nothing because it's fun because you reject conventional religion and spirituality? That doesn't make any sense. It's because these kids don't even know the basic tenets of economics, right? They don't, they don't even know the basics of a free market system of, 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 of capitalism, which isn't the system that we have now for the most part. Uh, so I, I don't get it. But you know, in the Sacrifice Remix video, these kids are all having fun. It's all fun. Just sell your soul to the devil. Woo! But then you see the dancers become possessed, and one of the girls has these white eyes, just like Billie Eilish's video. I mean, it's, it's, it's the same imagery. It's the same imagery over and over and over again. So she has these white eyes, and then the dancer begins levitating, which is a sign of, you know, satanic influence, demonic, devilish influence. It's a deal that you make with the devil, and, 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 the, and the levitation is usually symbolic of an unnatural, unearthly power that the devil grants you because this is the devil's domain. So that's just a fun music video by The weekend. If you watch the video, you can see that The weekend makes a deal with the devil, carried in ritualistic form, has his soul taken, and then he becomes really famous. Really, really famous, but when he takes off his gloves... When he takes off the mask, you can see that he's actually not what he looks like. He's actually deformed, and his body is decaying, and kind of looks like, you know, he opened the Ark of the Covenant or something. And you, and you wonder maybe, you know, why, 
Why exactly is this same imagery shown? I mean, literally, it's 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 in everything. You can't not find it. It's everywhere. Why? Because it's what's been ordered. This is the standard model. This is what the industry wants you to see because your energy also fuels those sigils to power the ideas that they are promulgating. So what you have here, let's break this down and let's do a rundown of this. You have a Hollywood celebrity named Army Hammer who is supposedly into all these fantasies and BDSM, but he's also into cannibalism. And now maybe this story is just a Me Too movement kind of a story, but nevertheless, the idea of being into cannibalism as something like a kink, sure, it exists. But let's be honest. Cannibalism and blood drinking isn't so much a kink as it is a distorted mental illness. And if it's not a mental illness... Because that is completely the antithesis to the, to the natural built-in processes and, and mechanisms and barriers of, of self-control and, 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 and self-respect and respect for others. I mean, this, this, isn't just, this isn't about like trusting somebody with BDSM play. People like this are into literally killing and eating people. It's not a rape fantasy, folks. It is a murder somebody and eat their flesh and drink their blood fantasy. And I'd imagine that these are the same kinds of people, Army Hammer, because he's working with Disney, is the same kind of people like the Disney executives who are raping kids left and right. Some of them rehired by Disney after they raped a three-year-old. You know, it's the same thing over and 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 over again. Then you have Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. They were exchanging their own blood as part of a magical ritual for their engagement. And in 2021, Fox gave her boyfriend, Machine Gun Kelly, a a necklace with her own blood. Same thing Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton did. They exchanged necklaces with vials of their own blood. Kourtney Kardashian did this. Travis Barker did this. Julia Fox didn't do that. She just made a bunch of art using her own blood. Really disturbing art. Not like she painted a heart in blood. I mean, painting like... I think this is her picture painting a naked woman being hanged with a halo and the wings of an angel or a demon. Like, again, if you're going to paint something with your blood, at least make it like, and that's not your intention to make it evil and demonic or whatever it is, at least paint something like, paint a butterfly. You know, why do you have to paint a naked woman hanging? Well, it's because it's the Kathy O'Brien syndrome. It's the assassination of one personality and the replacement of that personality with another personality. It's why from Lady Gaga to Billie Eilish to Madonna to Eminem and everybody in between, The weekend is another one. You see the assassination of one character, one personality, and the replacement of it with another personality. So whether it's someone like Lady Gaga or it's Taylor Swift, and they're trying to break free from it, or Avril Lavigne, ultimately they fell in love with the devil and there's nothing they can do. The devil's just too tempting, folks. And then you have people like Claire Bocchier, or Bocher, whatever her name is, uh, Grimes, as they know her, and she did an art show, just like Julia Fox, where she sold a document that she said was a legal form of which she sold a piece of her soul. And you get a piece of her soul when you buy it. 
which I mean is the same thing as Marina Abramovic and John and Tony Podesta and Hillary Clinton. And I mean, is the same people involved with Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, at, at the, the Devil's Heaven event in 2013, there was a woman bathed in blood in a bathtub, in a bloodbath, and Lady Gaga and Marina Abramovic were there eating the blood. And it's, oh, it's just art. No, that's not art, folks. That's a symbolic ceremonial ritual. And that's not coming from the point of view of someone who's a hardcore Christian, okay? That's coming from the point of view from someone who can objectively examine that and say, well, some people really are Satanists, and they don't believe in murder, and they don't believe in hurting people, and they have, they have as much of an entitlement to their belief as Christians do. The problem is when you use that satanic title to bring in people that are disenfranchised with religion and spirituality and feel lost and want somebody to be responsible for them and take care of them and give them new lease on life, and then you sell them not Satanism as it is, which is a material view of the world. You sell them a, a scientific Satanism, which is that through materialism you can live forever and in the process do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law, and the law ain't love. That's scientific rationale. Scientific rationalism. And then you've got ambrosia, where rich people can go get blood from young people, literally. And you've got Bite laps, where you can take the cells of a celebrity, turn them into meat, and you can eat them, like Ellen DeGeneres, for example. Ellen DeGeneres. You can eat Ellen DeGeneres. You know? You can also eat James Franco. A lot of people are like, oh, that's funny, James Franco. And the ladies are like, oh, he's cute. You understand what they're doing? They're literally normalizing cannibalism. They're normalizing the consumption of blood, and it ain't for the Eucharist. So you can literally consume the blood and drink the blood, and eat the flesh and consume the flesh of your favorite celebrity as a god. So yes, celebrities are gods and goddesses. Entertainment industry is an institution of celebrity religion. It is an institutional dogma. And those celebrities don't have to be James Franco, Kanye West, Jennifer Lawrence. You can eat Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, you know? bunch of guys are like, yeah, I need Jennifer Lawrence. That's not the point. The point is they're literally normalizing cannibalism and blood drinking. This isn't even an unholy communion. This is a sacrilegious, infernal communion where you can literally consume the blood and consume the flesh of your favorite celebrity slash god slash goddess. I mean, this is some old world... And I don't want to sound like one of those classical Christians, but in this sense, I think they've got the terminology right. Old world Satanism. These are people that really do worship the devil because the devil is just evil. Evil is just an inversion of living. So when you invert life, when you invert the spirit and the soul, you are practicing Satanism. It doesn't matter if the Satanic Temple says, we believe in scientific rationality. Meanwhile, there are atheists and anarchists across the board who don't like corporations, don't like big banks, don't like authorities telling them what to do, but they support big corporations, big banks, and they do exactly what authorities tell them to do. Because it's scientific rationality, or it could be termed scientific irrationality. And that's really what it is. It's scientific irrationality. So you've got celebrities drinking blood, celebrities exchanging blood, and the media just laughs at it, the public laughs at it, 
If you say, hey, look, they've got a company that you can eat celebrity meat, it's, it's real. Bite Labs is a real thing. I mean, how much they're actually promoting it and selling it, I don't know, but it's a real thing. You can look it up. I mean, someone might wonder, hmm, why? Why would you, why would you be showing kids pedophilic pornography in schools and libraries? Why would you be showing kids homosexual pornography? And then people ask, what do you got against homosexuals, man? It's not about homosexuals, man. What it's about is kids shouldn't be looking at hardcore pornography. I don't care if it's man on man, woman on woman, or man on woman. Okay, kids are already confused when they see, you know, some lions doing it on the Discovery Channel. They don't need to see men banging each other in a comic book, which makes it even more kid-friendly in schools. Kids don't need to bounce on the lap of convicted pedophiles. And it's like, well, that's an isolated case. It's not an isolated case. It's all over Texas. It's all over parts of the South. They're showing kids that are like 8 years old, 10 years old, how to put on condoms. And not because like, well, a lot of kids are having sex. Let's make sure they have condoms. It's like, here's how to put a condom on. And not even so you can have consensual sex with someone of the opposite sex. They're teaching kids how to put condoms on to have sex with the same sex and saying if you don't have sex with the same sex, you're a homophobe. That doesn't make any sense. These kids don't even know what they want for lunch. They don't know what, they don't know what, what sex is. Because it, it's, it's corrupting not only the moral centers, it's perverting the sacredness of sex as an energetic exchange of love and compassion. So what they're doing is taking something so beautiful, what some Christians call the gift of God at your wedding, and they're turning it into a perverse act. Because that's what scientific rationalists do. They take the divine, they take the sacred, and they invert it and they pervert it. I mean, in 2021, October, students in Georgia were instructed to consider, quote, eating babies as a way to solve world hunger. Really? Or you could just, I don't know, stop all that artificial scarcity crap. You could open up the ports. You could let people go back to work. Then maybe we wouldn't have to eat babies. And besides, why would we want to eat babies? Because to eat babies would mean we have to have babies. And these are the same scientific rationalists who don't like families. I don't know if you guys saw, but the USA Today just called for abolishing the family. They said we need to abolish the family out of equality. I mean, that's exactly what Black Lives Matter said. And, and it's just like everything's, well, well, what they're saying is the family is, the, and the Black Lives Matter, the Black the point is, they're all doing and saying the same thing. They're all saying, let's abolish the family. So it doesn't matter what they claim they represent. It doesn't matter what color skin they put out there in front of you. It doesn't matter what their religious or political identities are. The point is, they're literally saying, let's abolish the family. They're literally saying, let's drink blood and eat flesh. And this is... The epitome of evil and Satanism, but it's just not, in my opinion, the, the epitome of evil and Satanism that Christians talk about. But for those Christians out there who might be feeling dismayed at my comments tonight and thinking, wait a minute, I thought this guy was on my side. I'm on no sides. I'll refer you to Leviticus 17. I'm sure you've got your Bible nearby. Grab it, open it up. Leviticus 17. Leviticus 17. 10, 11. I will set my face against any Israelite or any foreigner residing among them who eats blood, and I will cut them off from the people. For the life of a creature is in the blood, and I have given it to you to make atonement for yourselves on the altar. It is the blood that makes atonement for one's life. 
Therefore I say to the Israelites, none of you may eat blood, nor may any foreigner residing among you eat blood. They used to pour the blood out because the blood belonged to God. The blood was the life force. It belongs to God. Consuming God's blood provides you with everlasting life. But consuming the blood of other things is not just your own kind, but even the blood of animals. It is a form of, well, some people call it, you know, what they call it, carnism. But it's more than that. Consuming blood in all and any form is a form of Satanism. I mean, that's why Satanists are so, you know, keen on showing images of blood and think guts and things like, oh, it's all fun and games. It's, it's not. It's more than that. And that's why, that's why the music industry, the entertainment industry as a whole, TV, movies, comic books, kids' books, everything just revolves around cannibalism. And I mean, look at the Santa Clara diet. Oh, it's zombies. It's fun. It's like, do you even know who Drew Barrymore father is? She's one, he's one of the most famous actors in the history of Hollywood. One of those power, the Barrymore is one of the most powerful families in Hollywood. Well, you think they drank some blood? It's all just, oh, it's, it's just random. It ain't random, folks. They're not doing this by random. It's intentional because whether you believe it or not, it doesn't really matter. They believe it. And whether you're Megyn Kelly or, Han- or not Megyn Kelly, excuse me, Meg- I knew I was going to mess that up tonight. <laughs> Megan Fox or your or handgun Kelly, you know, or you're looking like Peter Thiel to get the blood of young people to reverse the aging process. It's all the same form of blood sacrifice and blood ritual. It is the bloody Valentine. And I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings. I hope that you enjoyed the broadcast this evening. If you're looking to listen to this show again, listen to the show after it airs, any of the shows, thesecretteachings.info will provide you with the free archive. There's an embedded player there. There's links to all the platforms you can listen you can also type the secret teachings in on those platforms like Apple and Google, etc. Or you can just copy and paste the RSS feed into your podcast player. If you have Apple, it's in the top right corner. You can add a show based on the URL. Or if you'd like the ad-free version of the archive and you'd like to support the show, you can subscribe to the archive. You'll get access to an advertisement-free embedded player on the website and a private RSS feed that you can also plug into your player access to the montages and access to my digital books, which in and of themselves is worth half the cost of the yearly subscription. You can also buy the books separately. I'd recommend the technological elixir tonight because a lot of what we talked about tonight is in that book. That's the technological elixir at www.thesecretteachings.info. Also check out Pro One Water Filters on the website and Patreon for behind the scenes. Email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. Check us out on Facebook. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Time's up. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.